living wage, it would fix a lot of problems in this country. Crime would decrease, drug use and trauma would go down. Families could take care of their children, they could get enough nutrition, and as a result, children could learn better in school. And overall, there'd be more hope that, you know, the American dream is actually accessible pretty much to everyone as it's supposed to be. But the truth is year after year, we don't give people the basics that they need just to get by, not even to thrive, to barely thrive. And then we wonder, why is there so much crime and drug use and misery? We create it. Hi, and welcome to this episode of the Shrinks on Third Psychology and Social Justice Podcast. I'm psychologist Cindy Ariel. And I'm psychologist Julie Mayer. And today, Julie and I are going to discuss the minimum wage. Honestly, Cindy, doesn't this seem like a, a slam dunk? Shouldn't all Americans make a living wage? One that allows them to pay rent, have enough food, be able to care for their families, I have trouble with the debate around this topic. So obviously we need to look into it a little more. Yeah, I think it's important to look into it, but I don't know if it'll help us feel any better about it. Not that that's our point. The minimum wage was never actually meant to help people earn a living wage. I think it was for some people, but it didn't turn out that way. With capitalism driving greed, the federal government finally acted to assure that people who put in their labor would get a minimum amount of compensation for it. So basically, you couldn't have slaves anymore who worked for free. But it still wasn't necessarily enough to live on, just enough to make it look like someone cared, I guess. The federal minimum wage became $7.25 in July 2009, over a decade ago. I remember that. I remember when the federal minimum wage became $7.25 in July 2009, even 12 years ago, I doubt that $7.25 an hour was a living wage. But I remember when it passed, it was a really big deal. But how did we even get the idea of a minimum wage? Well, like everything else, Congress passed the Fair Labor Standards Act in 1938 because we needed the laws so that people could treat each other even close to fairly. Because people don't do each other right, you know? That's true. The first minimum wage was 25 cents an hour, but at least it was something. <laughs> it was basically so you couldn't make people work for free. According to an inflation calculator, 25 cents an hour in 1938 would amount to $4.66 an hour today. So obviously the minimum wage has never actually been anything that could help someone save to get ahead, or even pay rent and bills with. The idea when some people proposed the minimum wage as something people who worked could actually live on was a thing. But of course, there was and always still is a lot of pushback. So it never has reached a level that could be livable. You know, I have this thought that the 20, what was it, 25 cents for the first minimum wage? Yes. It was so that people wouldn't be slaves, 
There was a law put in place that people got a tiny amount of money for their work by law so that there would not be slavery, literally making people work for less than that, which, and that wasn't even a living wage, but it feels like the law, the first law was, a, was to counteract the potential for people to misuse each other so badly that it was veering on slavery. Exactly. It was pretend, not slavery. <laughs> right. I actually feel very strongly, and it seems obvious to me, so if people could earn a living wage, it would fix a lot of problems in this country. Crime would decrease. Drug use and trauma would go down. Families could take care of their children. They could get enough nutrition. And as a result, children could learn better in school. And overall, there'd be more hope that, you know, the American dream is actually accessible pretty much to everyone as it's supposed to be. But the truth is year after year, we don't give people the basics that they need just to get by, not even to thrive, to barely thrive. And then we wonder, why is there so much crime and drug use and misery? We create it. Totally do. It's so much greed. People are so afraid that there isn't enough to go around, but there's more than enough. It's just unequally distributed. For example, the Fair Labor Standards Act, which is what sets the minimum wage, applies specifically to employers whose annual sales total $500,000 or more, or who work in interstate commerce. But how do we pay employees a living wage and keep our businesses going, asks the CEOs of top corporations making millions or even billions per year. Right. Those are the ones that give so much pushback. Yep. And get this, I, I never even heard of this before, but hand harvest laborers are exempt from minimum wage. Hmm. It's defined. They define this. The term, I'm going to read just a sentence. The term hand harvest laborer for purposes of this exemption refers to farm workers engaged in harvesting by hand or with hand tools, soil-grown crops, such as cotton, tobacco, grains, fruits, and vegetables. You're saying that the people who are exempt from qualifying for the federal minimum wage policy are people who work in fields, literally, but also fields that were where slaves work, basically doing work that slaves used to do. They're exempt from getting it. That's exactly right. And that, that was from the beginning and that exemption is still on the books. Oh, that's so racist, really. And all this fight about the minimum wage, no one mentions that people who work harvesting and hand labor are exempt. No minimum has to be like given to them. Wow, so that's us again, rearing very close to slavery but not quite. I don't know. It's, I don't know. Is it not quite? It's very disturbing what you're saying. It, it really, it makes me sick. And, and all the greed of the CEOs and, and the fact that that law is still on the books about hand laborers, it really makes me feel ill. And I just keep thinking, you know, these people that have power and money, they could be doing good in the world. And instead, they want to keep their millions and billions of dollars all to themselves. Why? They can't spend it in their lifetimes. 
I know. I have no idea why. I think, I mean, I don't understand what's wrong with them. I think they have an addiction to money. And I honestly think they'd feel like better humans if they used their money for the general good, if they helped out people who made them all that money, who continue to make them all that money. Yeah, I imagine they don't really know what it feels like to feel like better human beings. Well, they should try it out. (laughs) (laughs) So Cindy, (laughs) I'm feeling terrible. Is there there any good news with regard to minimum wage? Listen, I don't make these rules. (laughs) I'm not making you feel bad. (laughs) No, no, the topic is. (laughs) One positive, I guess, is that while states have to pay workers at least the $7.25 minimum right now, many of them do pay more than that at this point. The highest is in Washington, D.C., where workers are paid a minimum of $15 an hour. And there's a push, as we all know, for the federal minimum to go up in general to $15 an hour. But that has taken so long that it still won't be a living wage by the time we get there. By design, most likely by racist design. Most definitely. Other states range from the mandated 725, such as here in PA, to $14 in California for employers with over 26 employees and Washington State's $13.69. Who knows how they came up with the 69 cents. That is weird. (laughs) Many states are inching higher with the push for a $15 bottom line, though an alarming number are still at the bare minimum minimum around 20, 20 states. And of those 20, some of them don't apply the federal minimum to employers who aren't specifically covered in the Fair Labor Standards Act, you know, the ones that make a ton. And this is about to take a negative turn, but in these states, such as Alabama, Louisiana, and Mississippi, there's no state minimum applied to business not covered under this act. In some states, such as Georgia and Wyoming, The state does apply its own minimum wage to non-covered businesses, but for example, in these two states, the minimum wage is $5.15. Wow. 2021, it's $5.15, which I would challenge anyone to live on that. It's not possible. And that's better than Alabama, Louisiana, Mississippi, and some others where there's no minimum. There's no minimum. It really raises ethical issues about what you're allowed to do legally or otherwise versus what's the right thing to do. Well, it also raises this feeling of post-slavery slavery. I don't think that's just a feeling. (laughs) No, it's not just a feeling. It's a fact that these states continue to push people into slavery-like conditions by not giving them a fair wage. And obviously, we know what's right to do. We know what people who run businesses should do. You should care for your employees as you would your family. Give them what they need to be okay. Remember that they're human. They suffer. They work hard. They just want what everyone else wants, which is basically some stability, some joy in life, enough money that they can take care of their families without without starving, you know, being able to put food on their plates. This is what workers want. And employers that are rolling in money, they have airplanes, they have hotels, they they have way more than a human being should have. 
are taking advantage of these people who can barely put food on their plates. How can people who work a 40 hour work week and make mi the minimum wage of 725 an hour, PA and others, mm -hmm. afford to pay rent and feed the family much less save for college or do anything, anything extra? $7.25 amounts to 290 per week before taxes. That is under $1,000 a month to live, eat, pay bills, get to work, care for your children. And also now during COVID, most of the minimum wage jobs that include serving or delivering food put people at risk. It's impossible to get out of the cycle of poverty in this situation. It totally is. If you have uh, your car breaks down, it's, it's an emergency. Yeah. Because what little money you have, you can't put towards your car. To make the money, to pay for the car that's breaking down, but then, you know, you have to choose that versus eating that night, you know, putting food on the table. It's a mess. It's an, it's an impossible situation and it's immoral that we put people in that situation in this country when there's so much wealth. It's dire. And I know because of COVID, it's going to take people a long time to dig out of the debt that they're in as a result of job loss or furloughs or those kinds of things. And also people who work 40 hour work weeks for a minimum wage, they often have second jobs because obviously they can't live on the 40 hour work week wage. Um, and that's just to cover their monthly bills. And that's when there's no pandemic. So it is terrible. It's a terrible situation. It's such a cycle where they, people just work so hard and, can't get ahead, can't even keep stay up. present. So the fight for the $15 minimum wage or the fight for 15 actually started in New York City as a grassroots movement in 2012. So a while ago when fast food workers walked off the job and demanded more money and a union. So they were fighting for a $15 minimum wage 10 years ago when it could have made a much bigger difference for people's lives. Yeah. And it's interesting that it was in New York City where prices are so high for everything, rent, food, that you could understand why they became so desperate that they walked off their, you know, fast food jobs to, to yeah. protest. 42% okay. of workers in the United States, 42% of workers, that's almost half, in the United States make less and often, obviously, from what we're saying, often way less than $15 an hour. People have the idea of poor people being lazy and not working, but people working 40 hours per week and making minimum wage live in poverty and work much harder than a lot of the rest of us do. It's low wage earners that would benefit from this increase the most, which is why it seems so many people are not for an increase. People like to keep money in the hands of rich people. Truth is, if these companies would pay their workers so that they could actually live They'd have happier, healthier workers, and they'd still be rich. Yes, they would, because they're rich beyond imagination. It's the truth. Exactly. Anyone who's capable of working and who works, this is what I think, should earn a paycheck that actually supports them and their family. We should all be able to take pride in our work and feel our work has value and that everyone has worth. Yeah, I don't care what you call it. It's the decent and humane way to treat employees, to treat the human beings who work for you. But, you know, the reason we're talking about this is because it doesn't seem like that's where we're headed in the United States. It just doesn't seem to be going to this obvious place of taking care of workers. 
Well, yeah. The push to raise the federal minimum wage to $15 an hour would increase the weekly amount from $290 to $600 a week. So that's a big difference. That is a big difference. It's becoming too late for even that to be enough, but what a difference it could make to so many people. Especially because of the pandemic, millions of people are living below the poverty line with 11% of adults in our country facing food insecurity. They don't know where their next meal is gonna come from. The mm -hmm. money paid out by employers would be almost immediately spent back into our now and almost always failing economy by people paying for their rent, their food, their clothing and other things that they need. Absolutely, and I agree with you about the failing economy. You could watch the news and hear that it looks like things are great but they're great for the wealthy. They're great for the top 5%. The rest of the country, they're not great for. The economy is failing. I don't care what they say on the news. If we have 11% of the population not knowing when their next meal comes from where, where they're gonna get it, we're failing. But it just, all of this seems so obvious, but clearly the decisions that are made are not about humanity or logic or anything other than obviously greed. It's so true by the time the federal government and the states finally get around to raising the minimum wage after they battle it out, it's already not enough to live on. We're pretending to play catch up, but really what we're doing is keeping the poor poor as the rich get richer. It's capitalism at its worst, really. It doesn't have to be this way. It shouldn't be this way. Well, it kind of does have to be this way because that's the way capitalism is built. You mean, Cindy, it's built on the backs of workers who do not get what they need to be independent and free, really. Yes, and exploitation by the, the boss. Power, people in power. Yes. The fight for 15 and for unionization is having some strong moments right now. And listeners can join in to learn, donate, or help out at fightfor15.org or raisetheminimumwage.com. You could learn a lot at those sites and also donate. <laughs> Check them out. Thanks for listening today. You can find us at shrinksonthird.com and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at shrinksonthird. Until next time. Take care.